welcome to the Holistically You podcast. We are your hosts, Brooke Flower and Tracy Murray. This podcast is aimed at mums just like you who are navigating the world of motherhood one step at a time. Whether you're a new mum or a mum who has three kids up her sleeve, you'll finish listening to each episode feeling empowered and holistically educated so you can tackle motherhood in a way that suits your family. Now, sit back, throw on bluey and pop some headphones in. Welcome to our second episode of Holistically You podcast. This week we have Brooke Hilton as our special guest. Thank you for being here, Brooke. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Uh, I am a birth and postpartum doula based down in Adelaide and I'm also a mama to an almost two-year-old and I've been on this wild birthing journey for um, a few years now but most of my time is spent with my little girl Frankie and aside from that I'm supporting families bringing their own babes into the world. Beautiful. Now before we get into the episode I would like to ask you a question. Do you have a moment in your motherhood journey where you have just thought what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure there are many. Every but, day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> on the daily. But mine would have to be, and I'm going to keep it just because it's so in the memory bank, mm. is literally last night. I remember thinking oh. I'm going to prep dinner early because, you know, everyone, every mum likes to be organised. Prep dinner early. We're having burritos. Cool. So I'm like the finely chop burrito mum where it comes to like lettuce, tomato, avo cheese beans you know everything's like finely diced yep laid out on the bench and I thought all right done that's there all ready to go dinner start cooking in you know half an hour an hour I go away from the bench literally for 15 (laughs) seconds to shut the front door because it's cold and I walk back into the kitchen I'm this is like four meters away um confetti burrito mix all over the floor all over the bench my toddler has pulled up her learning tower to the bench she looks at me and she goes tip oh (laughs) yep that's what you've done (laughs) and do you know when you get those moments where you're just like "I, I, I don't have any words my eyes are like wide open like what the fuck yeah <laughs> there we go ding, ding, <laughs> how does that oh, happen no. in the space of seconds <laughs> oh they are fast they are so fast and I bet in that moment you regretted the uh the stool where she can get up and help you out that's for sure <laughs> yes and I regretted my little sassy I'm so prepared tonight as well oh yeah yeah <laughs> that's just like yeah your toddler's like yeah sucked in mum there's no such thing as being prepared in motherhood <laughs> no not at all so we had the most bland burritos just to oh, cut no. that story off. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. That's when you need um, a baby gate to yeah. stop her from coming in when you don't want her in. <laughs> Correct. Oh, dear. Well, that's very yeah. good. I like that story. Um, all right, as well, tell us, how did you get into being a doula? Oh, I started being asked to, you know, birth alongside family members um, 
around seven years ago. I think the first birth I went to, he will be seven next week. So, oh, wow. yeah, so it's always a very special moment. Um, so birthing alongside these incredible women, just very ad hoc, like very randomly because I was also working full time. And I remember being at that, this particular first birth and just doing everything intuitively, you know, in retrospect now I look at it and go, I didn't know, technically, no, you know, from a textbook what I was doing. Yes. But everything I did in those moments, I was like, wow, it's like this is just kind of coming through me without me understanding. And I, sorry, I went through, I came out of that birth and just said, how on earth do I do this? How can I make this a thing? Yeah. How can I have this in my life all the time? Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. Was it a really empowering feeling? It was. I literally remember walking out of there and I've got goosebumps as I'm speaking. Was just like, women are incredible. Mm. Like we we can do that. I just witnessed. <laughs> I just yeah. witnessed another human being born, yeah. and I w- witnessed this person literally travel thirty hours of nonstop wow. labouring. Oh wow! So it was a long birth. Yeah, it was a really long one, and I mean, I, we're at home for a very long time, but. Mm-hmm. Even the hospital part was about eight or ten hours and it was just yeah. like, yeah, phenomenal. And so yeah. it kind of buzzed inside me ever since. <laughs> wow, that's great. Um, and so you were obviously a doula when you birthed Frankie. Yes, I sure was. <laughs> yeah. And so how did you find her birth being a doula yourself? Do you know what? Sometimes... People say when you know too much, you kind of create these barriers for yourself. Mm-hmm. But I fully sat in mum mode. All of my appointments leading up to, yes, I had my doula brain on always, mm-hmm. you know, asking the questions and putting myself in where I felt I sat, not in the boxes that the hospital wanted me to be in. Yes. But in the actual moment, I had, I had to surrender back into mum mode. Okay. And when it was all happening, I had to then rely on my doula. So I was a doula with a doula. <laughs> ah, yes, of course. I was going to ask if you had a doula there. Yeah, you. definitely. And, you know, alongside my partner and my doula, just not so much just being there, but they literally hold space and allow mm. you to be you and allow you to question, you know, everything that's going on around you. And they just make you feel so loved. And that is what I wish for every person that's birthing. Um, But more so, that's what I love to do for my clients as well. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, And how did, how was your birth with Frankie? Do you mind going into that a little bit? I'll touch on it a little bit. It was, it was a wild ride. (laughs) My pregnancy was not that great. It was Mm -hmm. um, quite you know, using my inverted comment hands, high risk. She's an IVF baby. So okay. that label gets slapped on us pretty quickly. Mm. Um, and towards the end of that pregnancy, I ended up getting hypertension with, um, you know, question marks on my placenta's production, which, you know, who knows oh. if that was true or just used to coerce me a little. Yeah, because yeah. you can't really tell, can no. you, how no. a placenta is actually functioning. 
No, it's a bit of a, yeah, it's very much a grey area. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that obviously led to an induction, yep. <laughs> which then leads into what I like to call the gravy train of intervention. Uh-huh, yeah, I've had an induction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that happened on the Thursday night and then she was born on the Saturday. So still long, still. Oh, yeah, <laughs> long by the sounds. Yeah, still full on, still yep. lots of people and, you know, moving through hospital settings because we went public and because I had full faith in the public system at that point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, I'd birthed yeah, you women do. in that setting and thought, this can be done. I've seen it happen mm-hmm. before. And no, it wasn't without some incredible midwives and my partner and my doula that kind of just kept me where I needed to be at any given moment. So, but yeah, she was 37 weeks and five days and she was still 3.82 kilos. So she wasn't tiny. She wasn't small. No. no so, you know, it wasn't a terrible outcome because she yeah. was quite healthy and well from then on. Um, but yeah, talking low lying placenta and potential cord prolapses and things like that were all risk factors for me. So yeah. Scary, isn't it? Yeah. Just a bit of a wild one. (laughs) What really, what really got you into, um, people asking to, for you to be at the birth before you're a doula? do you know what? (laughs) A lot of people say that I make them feel calm. Oh, that's good. I can see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I kind of am. You put me in any scenario and I'm very much able to kind of stabilise where I'm at in those moments. And when, you know, first particular person was my younger sister and I hadn't didn't have kids then, it was seven years ago, and she's like, I just need you there. And I'm thinking, why don't you ask mum? Like, <laughs> like, why me? Mum, I'm one of seven, so, like, I have six siblings. Wow. Pick anyone else. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Why me? Um, And then it just happened to be, yeah, friends of friends and friends of my sister that would just go, Brooke, can you cut? And then it just evolved, you know, naturally over the next five years. It just evolved into what I do now. Mm, Yeah. And so with the, the service of being a doula, at what point should uh, are you booked for? Is it as soon as a mum falls pregnant and then are you part of that whole process or is it, you know, when do you start kind of being in the picture? Oh, I love that question. It's such a varied answer because okay. I have clients that will literally um, pee on a stick or find out they're pregnant and message me <laughs> and say... <laughs> Um, I'm going to need you at on this month. Yeah. And I go, wow. <laughs> Firstly, I go, are you even pregnant? How does that happen? You know? Or like, have you told your partner? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Am I literally the first person here? Yeah. Um, right up to I've had women contact me at 36 weeks pregnant going, I've just realised I need, I need additional support. I need you. Yeah. And depending on what my own, you know, personal circumstances are in any given month Mm. I can generally only take one to two clients per month okay (laughs) and not every month of the year so my um intake is limited just because you know life and a toddler on the outside I want to do it yeah um so your boundaries 
yeah correct and setting boundaries as a birth worker is yeah a whole nother conversation we can have it's oh yeah um you definitely have to tune into them and then Mm -hmm. hold them firm otherwise yeah you end up burnt out yeah I guess there's such a big window as well of you know your due date you know you could be you could go two weeks early two weeks late or even five weeks early if not more so there's like a big window where you sort of uh, need to be available isn't there yeah correct and so most of the time I would start working with um families usually once that first trimester has you know everyone's finished eating bread and butter and peanut butter <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? yes, of course. And they're, kind of, <laughs> they're a bit more in a space to think a little yep. bit more clearly about what does this look like what kind of support do I need what mm. who what provider am I going with is generally a big one yeah yeah um because that then determines what kind of support, extra support or less support they may need. Um, so most of the time, usually midway through that second trimester, I'm more involved, mm-hmm. but always only a phone call away in those first, you know, 18 weeks, definitely. And yeah. usually that just comes with anything that comes up in that first trimester, the anxieties and the fears, and they just want someone to just voice it to someone just to sit and listen and go all right and it's totally valid that you're feeling anxious about this and yeah sometimes guide them to outside outside resources as well yeah yeah so then we usually get in the thick of it come midway through the pregnancy and yeah we start talking everything about what kind of support they think they might need Mm -hmm. what their preferences are for their birth and their postpartum period what support outside of me and their family do they have that they can lean on? Um, and then most of the time I'm preparing them with, you know, that emotional connection. So I build yeah. relationships with these families so that they feel safe with me in any given moment, no matter the scenario. Yeah. And that's a big part of birth, isn't it? You know, research shows when a mum doesn't feel comfortable she's stressed and she's anxious the body doesn't respond and so of course uh, especially a mum has to feel completely comfortable in your presence for her birth to be able to progress yeah definitely and that's the big one it's when they do feel stressed or they feel like they're being they're on show you know for Mm. people that they don't know it's as a doula you kind of come in and you get to hold them. And, you know, sometimes that physical touch of just placing a hand on their hand or their shoulders and that's like I'm here and you're safe and allowing them to sink back into their primal body rather than Mm. out here in the crazy world. (laughs) Definitely. It's such an emotional role. Um, Do you feel like it takes a lot on your body as well and physical health? Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, for the work I do, I'm... I'm all in. It's yeah. it's truly like it's my heart work. So for me, mm. when I step through your door as your doula meeting your family for the first time, I'm genuinely building a relationship so that you understand how much I care for you and how much I'm there to hold you when you need me. Yeah. Um and so for for me, I debrief. I I do professional debriefs with other doulas and um, mental health care workers oh, too. Oh, great that you've got that network. Yeah, because if I didn't, oh, man, you would sit here like spiralling in everyone else's yeah. story, you know. So true. Yeah. 
Do you feel like you're really good at letting go after that birth's finished, no matter what the outcome is? How do you really dissociate yourself from the client? Um, Once those births are done, I firstly, I do a debrief with them before I do a debrief with anybody else. Um, Unless it's had some kind of traumatic event in it, then I will reach out to my resources sooner. Mm. Um, But for me is earthing myself. Um, I I head to the beach no matter if it's winter, summer, and I take off my shoes and I kind of, most times I cry because one, I cry out of joy and happiness that, you know, it's such an honour to sit in this space with these people. And it's just that emotional release. Yes, I love a good cry. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, get it out. Get it all out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I cried twice today and it felt great. Oh, good. (laughs) Mum life. Yeah. that's great. Do you feel like you Um, see more first-time or second-time mums? This is a question I get asked a lot. My... Probably a 50-50 split at the moment, mm. um, which is really, it's, it's amazing because you think first time and you probably, you know, think of ourselves as first time. Would we ever, if we weren't in the birth world, would we ever reach out for additional support from someone we don't know? <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it's not as. It's um, pretty, yeah. It's a bit daunting to start with because you're like, oh, these people really going to help me? I don't even know them. Yeah, correct. So it's incredible. When I get first-time families approach me, it just it melts my heart because I go, you are so prepared. <laughs> yes. And you're just taking that one step that and saying that you kind of you value your experience that is yes. and the journey you're about to step in on. Um, for the second or third time parents, you know, often it's from a traumatic first experience, Mm -hmm. um, which as we know, birth trauma sits at one in three births in our country. So holding that support or building that support team early on in their second or, you know, subsequent pregnancies allows them to feel a lot more empowered earlier on. Definitely. Did you find that? your experience um is with like for me when I I didn't even feel like I had any birth trauma I obviously didn't wasn't the birth I wanted with my first but when I had my second I didn't really realize I had that fear around birthing until I got pregnant is that a thing that you find as well yeah it's very common because you know our hormones <laughs> you just it off almost yeah then you say, oh, I've got a baby now that's all that matters the most famous quote that I hate so much because it doesn't matter like how you birth it shapes you into motherhood I think and like not it's not a not in the perspective that it's good or bad but I just feel like it for me it made me feel like already negative in that motherhood journey yeah and when you don't you know even if you're peeling back layers of whether it was traumatic or not you know if you're going in second time some of those feelings of unease they rise yeah Yeah. and they have to you know we have to move through these portals in pregnancy and in our labors and birth because we're literally born new every time and I love that yeah. You know, we have to come through. Not only do we, you know, bring with us these gorgeous, tiny, little, squishy humans, <laughs> but we're rewiring our brain elasticity, you know, going to all of the hormones of birth and motherhood. It basically rewires and reshapes us every time. It's crazy. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Do you, how do you support 
when there is a partner involved, um, how do you support them in, in the, the birthing process? Oh, that's a lot of what I do and it's my favourite. <laughs> oh, good. A lot of it, preparing them. So um, partners is always, you know, being on the outside of something that you haven't experienced or can't experience mm-hmm. is daunting, right? Yeah. And so when a lot of partners in that labouring and birth space just look at me if they think, what, is, you know, these sounds or these movements. <laughs> what, is or... <laughs> what is happening to her? What is happening? Um, they look at me and I will just lock eyes and go, this is great. Or yes. she's doing amazing. Just, you know, listen to her. Because every birthing person wants their closest loved one near them well, most of the time. <laughs> most of the time, yeah. Um, so know. they might be. <laughs> It might be that they simply look at me and go, what else can I do for her? And I will then guide them, you know, with different hip squeezes or massage and show them and then they take over. Yeah. Or I just say, just place your hands here or use these acupressure points, whatever it is that that mum is aligned with. Yeah. Or simply just stand there and tell her how incredible she is. Mm. And that's how I support them. Yeah. I just reassure them that. She is amazing and they are doing everything that they're supposed to be doing, except yeah. when they're not. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and that's when, or they're getting overwhelmed and I'm like, do you want a five-minute break? Like go and grab a coffee or a drink yeah. out of the vending machine. Sometimes or, all they need is that five minutes to really reset themselves. Yeah. Or just they go, go out. so crazy. Correct. Go out the room, take a few deep breaths. I will hold her for while you're gone. She's safe here with me. And then they go and they come back different people. They do. Yeah. Because they're yeah. going, okay, I just clearly got my head too much then. No, back in the trust trust zone. <laughs> yeah, for sure. How did you prepare your own partner for your birth with Frankie? Uh, with dragging along to all of the education <laughs> classes. Yeah. yeah, dragging uh, him along, yeah. <laughs> drag, 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 come on. Um, but just talking about all of how I felt about all of the options that were put in front of me. Yeah including in on the doula sessions so that everyone was on the same page, having safe words for when I really have had reached my limit. Um, You know, like I've reached my limit. That was kind of our safe is like, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Don't question me that I'm done anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I am done now. (laughs) This is my safe word. Yeah. Um, But ultimately, I mean, going through IVF, the resilience we built together and the connection just had to mesh in tighter than you could ever imagine going through that Mm. process. So we just knew, we knew each other so well that it just allowed it to be. That safe word's a really good option as well, that safe word, because you feel like there's, it's good to have a safe word because I felt like there's so many points where you're like, I can't do this. Mm. And, you know, they don't know how to take that, the partner's. And sometimes you don't actually mean it either. Exactly. You, could you just be need to say something. it, but yeah. yeah, you kind of just are it's getting fun. it out of your head, but you don't necessarily actually want to follow You're through not at with that, that point. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's a really good word. That's a good. That's a really good thing to have. I didn't think of that. Yeah, it's it's such a good one because most, you know, women when they're birthing at some point or another, they'll be like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And as, as doulas and midwives, we go, oh, this is good. 
this means you know things are progressing or you're moving through yeah yeah (laughs) we like Um, it (laughs) yeah like we all get excited when we hear that yeah (laughs) but partners just go she said she can't do it she can't do it she can't do it and I'm like she can and she is and Mm -hmm. let's just sit in her power for a minute before we put our own worries into her space what are your thoughts on the education around birth um whilst the mum is pregnant so um uh, pre-birth what are your thoughts on the education that's out there because I felt um going into my first birth completely uneducated you know the classes that I went to at the hospital felt so outdated even the brochure that I received was literally from the 90s because you could tell by the fashion (laughs) (laughs) in the photos um, and I remember just leaving each one going, I have no idea what to expect. I still don't know what to expect. Um, I didn't even know the stages of labor heading into my birth. So, um, yeah, I, the second time round, I obviously just went, this is not happening again. <laughs> I'm making sure I know absolutely everything that I need to know. So what are your thoughts on what's out there at the moment and and these mums heading into their births for the first time? I'm the greatest advocate for seeking privately run um, birth workshops. Mm -hmm. That is because, like you said, hospital education classes are very much linked in with their hospital policies. So they're not giving you the full scope one Mm -hmm. of how a labouring body potentially moves through those stages of labour, but they're basically going in, this is what we can do because you will need help. (laughs) So in saying that, you know, for those that are quite open to being educated from different aspects, I go, go along, see if it's something that you can find value in, Mm. you know, the hospital. But I highly, highly, highly recommend seeking a private birthing workshop you know whether that be hypnobirthing or active birth workshops with um, midwives or doulas um, the like there's so many out there and so many that are popping up these days and they're with trusted providers that if you go through their websites or their social media pages you'll see that they genuinely care about um, a woman or family-centered care approach yeah yeah so what tell us a bit about your services and what you provide families i i do many things oh good (laughs) you know um and the good thing about doulas is we all have something unique to us so not all doulas are the same Uh um and in saying that i provide pre-birth support um in the likes of you know, from birth preference, mapping, planning, whatever we're going to call it, um, in the sense of navigating the system, if they're mm-hmm. clients that are in the system setting, um, understanding what choices they have, right, going right through birth education, private birth education sessions where I do that in their homes. Um, again, speaking to them about those little glimpses of the stages of labour Do you need to know every single step? Probably not. But do you need to know what the overview of what it might look, feel, sound like? (laughs) So we go like deep into those things. 
Um, we do a lot of emotional based work in those pre-birth sessions. Um, you know, things like fear releases, because a lot of that fear comes up, especially in the later pregnancy. Yeah. Um, so a lot of it is about building this relationship together. And so I learn all about them in that period. I learn how they work with their partners and their families. Um, and I help them see that when you are creating family, it's a season of receiving. So setting up support systems for them for their postpartum period as well. That's good because it's always awkward sometimes when you want help, but especially when you don't know how to ask, it's nice to have someone else doing it for you. Yeah. And, you know, just having someone on the outside going, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to say yes. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know? Um, and then obviously I offer labour and birth support. So mm-hmm. that is I'm usually on call anywhere from around that 37-week mark right up until whenever their babies decide their birthday is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that I provide postpartum care and that's in the way of supporting their family holistically and that mm-hmm. comes from providing them with delicious food because <laughs> no family will say no to food yeah no 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 I don't even say no to food now <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and you should never <laughs> that's right um right the way through to you know cocooning a mum whenever I get there I love to cocoon them in this space whether they're feeding their baby making sure they're nice and warm, um, making sure they're cared for, tidying up their house. You know how much I would love if someone just came over and just did my dishes while they chatted to me? That's what I do. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is making me a little bit emotional just, you know, because women need this. New mums, whether it's the first baby, second, third or fifth, you know, they need to be cocooned, don't they? You know, it's post-birth. They need to be wrapped up and yeah. and just smothered in love and just support. It's, yeah. yeah. Oh, I wish every mum could receive that. Oh, and it would just be incredible. And it would almost make us as mothers out in the community so much better, mm. you know. And totally. the fact that a lot of my work is deep conversation, is being a listening ear, is... Someone that goes, I see you. I know this is shit. I know this feels rough. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. I promise this too shall pass. It's my favourite saying, this too shall pass. Mm -hmm. And it's about going, what needs of yours aren't being met in that postpartum period and how can I help support you to make sure they are met? Yeah. and, you know, then I outsource thing. you know, if someone's having issues with feeding that's beyond my level of training, mm-hmm. I provide them with resources to IBCLCs. Yeah. I provide them with resources to massage therapists and mm-hmm. acupuncturists and things like that. And I go, your village is not old school, you know, everyone's in a tent around you. It's the health professionals, naturopaths yeah. that we have around us to go, they are your village to draw on for support. Yeah, it's not our grandmas, aunties, mums anymore, is it really? No. I mean, they're there, but a lot of them are working. Yeah, correct. <laughs> it goes beyond that. Yeah, and it's and it's really about looking for the experts who are going to support you and do their best by you. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Brooke, for joining us this week. It's been amazing hearing about your journey and what you offer mums 
I hope that our listeners find this episode very interesting as well and that they're inspired to have a doula, whether it's yourself <laughs> or another doula for them at their birth. Thank you so much for Thank having me. Thank you so me. much for coming on. Oh, it's can been you a tell pleasure. Our, oh, that's sorry. Um, can you tell our listeners where they can find you? You can find me. Um, I spend a lot of my time on social media on good old Instagram. Um, Brooke Hilton Doula is who I am and is what all of my branding is. My website will be up probably by next week um, and that is brookehiltondoula.com. So you can find me there. You can find out about what I do and I just wish for a a world where labouring women and people are respected and supported and if having a doula allows that to happen even 2% more, I highly recommend everyone find their local doulas and have a chat. Beautiful. Thank you so much. You're more than welcome. Thanks, ladies. Bye. Bye. Bye.